trending news right now. We look at what's happened in social media in the last 72 hours with Mpumele Lomashifane, publisher, journalist of 013 News and social commentator. A great morning to you, Mpumelelo. How are you? A very fluid one to me, Asanda. Sorry, <laughs> How are you this one? Sorry about that. It's uh, going to be, I think, maybe a bit of a slow morning. I think even our family members are taking time to respond to us this morning, but I know they will uh, later on in the show. But it's always like that on a Monday, isn't it? We need to take it easy. Yeah, plus the days are getting colder. Eh? Yeah, absolutely. Are they are getting colder. In a bit more. Yeah. I hope you're taking something for the flu and uh, you'll get better. Yes, yes, yes. It's been uh, all of the going up and down throughout the province. Different weather conditions in Pumalang. The high south is very cold and the north south is very hot. Mm. Uh, and, and I've been up and down this road um, uh, working on the Hillary Gardy story. For the past two weeks, so I think uh, that's that's been my my, my challenge. Yeah, the different climates. Yeah. As we talk about the late Hillary, there's also the late Deborah Fraser, and may she rest in peace. The gospel singer, musician, passing away yesterday after a battle with diabetes. So, tell us uh, more here. Absolutely, that trend um, consuming Twitter in the early afternoon yesterday when news broke. Um, that her mom Deborah had passed on after a lot of battle with diabetes uh, and uh, a total outpouring of grief on social media, on Twitter, um, WhatsApp statuses. Across the board, people really um, sending their love and light uh, to the family and sending their condolences on her passing. Of course, she's touched many South Africans' lives uh, through her music. Um, and uh, shooting to fame uh, over almost two decades ago and and, and really uh, covering out her mark. We know that um, despite her fame in in gospel uh, or in the entertainment industry, um, she went on to make education fashionable and pursued her PhD, uh, which she she, she obtained, uh, I think, around uh, 2013 or so. And that really being an inspiration to a lot of people to say, even though you've made it in one particular industry, especially entertainment, but uh, it's nice uh, to have your accolades as well. Absolutely. As you say, I mean, she went beyond just uh, being a gospel singer. She was honored recently with a doctor of philosophy in sacred music by the Christian Leadership Academy. And we're glad that she could receive her flowers while she was still alive. Yeah. Absolutely. I think it's uh, one thing that's uh, becoming a bit uh, popular nowadays for us to honor people who have an impact on our societal life uh, while they're still alive. I mean, uh, I think we've had a uh, quite a brazen past of uh, having to honor people after they've gone. Uh, you know, athletes, entertainers whom uh, we thought to show our love to once they were gone in the form of, you know, making donations because we'd learned that um, they actually had nothing at the end. I mean, I mean, Mom Ginolia Mashiko was one such person. Mm. Many other artists can come to mind, and and I and I think this is this is something that uh, we're we're slowly um, adapting to as a people. Yeah, and she had been wheelchair bound during her illness, uh, and her last album being in 2019. It must have been a difficult time for her family and those who cared uh, for her. And uh, tributes pouring in. Uh, Dr. Rebecca Malope has paid her tributes. Do we know who else from the fraternity has said and spoken for support for the family? 
Um, I mean, uh, Benjamin Dube has come out and uh, um, sent his condolences, saying how shattered he was. Um, I mean, all the gospel greats, really, the household names have come out and expressed, uh, you know, their 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 shock or their sadness at 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 her passing. Even though, you know, people knew that she was ill and she was battling. Unfortunately, diabetes is one of those things that you tend to think that, ah, oh, somebody's going to be better, ah, oh, they'll overcome, ah, oh, their body will learn to adapt to, you know, adapt to the medication or, you know. But sometimes, you know, it, it complicates quite fast. And, and um, yeah, sometimes loved ones don't even get a chance to say goodbye because you, you're thinking that, no, this person's just in hospital for a minor thing and, Mm. Uh, it'll stabilize, her sugar levels will stabilize, and, but then it doesn't happen, and they actually um, end up having all sorts of uh, complications with their vital organs, which leads them to them uh, passing away. As you say, death be not proud. It's always the case, even though we try and look for answers, because she was also quoted as saying that she loves the farm life, left the city for the farm, saying that they'd been... Many lies also spread about her and that there was drama and stress in the city. So she preferred to just be away and take care of the health, you know, citing also the changing world of music with its controversies. And she would prefer to just take care of her mental health. Uh, so seemingly making choices for herself that were healthy. But here we are saying R.I.P. No one knows the time nor the hour. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll remember for her contribution, uh, her, and I guess not just for the gospel fraternity, but, I mean, she worked with artists like Hugh Masekela when she started her career as a backup singer back in 1984. That was a long time ago. Lots to remember. Jonas Kwangwa as well. She was a backup singer for. Yes, uh, I mean, uh, she she worked with uh, most of the jazz greats um, coming into that uh, struggle movement of the 80s or um Kefasimenias. Um, she she really started a career off at the bottom and worked herself up. And if one considers uh, the successes she's managed to 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 claim under her belt, um, it's it's definitely a testament to that uh, hard work pays off. Absolutely. Let's take a short break. We continue with our trending news. Pumelelo Mashifane, social commentator as well as journalist, publisher as well of 013 News. Stay with us. Trending news right now. Continuing with our look back in the past 72 hours in terms of what's trending on social media with Mpumelelo Mashifane. Uh, ANC, NEC member, let's talk that now. Mpumelelo, Tony Yengeni. He has laid a complaint with the Judicial Service Commission against Chief Justice Raymond Zondo for stating in his fourth report that President Cyril Ramaphosa's election as ANC leader in Nazrek back in 2017 saved the ANC. What's going on here? Yeah, um, Tony Yengeni seems to be livid about this. He calls it a political statement, um, and he says it's in controversial of... Um, the Judicial Services Commission um, Code of Conduct uh, for judges in that um, he says it's a political statement that can influence uh, the patterns of voting delegates at the ANC's upcoming conference and mm-hmm. can have a political influence over society. And uh, he's laid a complaint with the JSC 
uh, saying Judge Sander should be investigated for it. Of course, uh, I think uh, these calls have been growing louder and louder. I think on the 1st of May, uh, EFF leader also referred to to a similar uh, uh, thing um, when he addressed uh, the EFF Senate rally in, in uh, Middleburg in Bumalanga, saying that uh, he was worried that uh, Judge Sondo was descending into the political arena. Mm. And if he so wanted to be, then he would find out very harshly that uh, the political arena is a very rough place. And he would definitely be sure to find people like him in that arena who will make sure that he knows what politics is. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of to quote him loosely, but he sort of mm. was that uh, rigid in, 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 in what he stated. And this comes on the back of uh, Judge Zondo um, issuing uh, various statements that are seen to be political. I mean, it started with uh, the, the issue of uh, Minister Lindy Wissensulu when she wrote an, an, an article in one of the Sunday newspapers and Judge Zondo called a press conference rebutting uh, that that uh, article that was written by the minister where she was um, questioning whether the Constitution serves all South Africans and whether it has benefited all South Africans as we approach 30 years of democratic rule in South Africa. Uh, of course, now, Tony Egan is saying something similar mm. to what uh, these other political leaders have said in the past sort of four to eight weeks, saying Judge Zondo seems to be issuing political statements, which is in contravention of our office. Uh, we know that uh, judges should seldom speak, should seldom express themselves about issues in the public domain, lest they find themselves having to arbitrate against those issues and and therefore finding themselves conflicted. Um, and, and Tony Engen says definitely um, he's going to be taking on the, the Chief Justice um, on that part. How should the ordinary South African be viewing this in terms of the objectivity now that we will place on the Chief Justice Raymond Zondo? I mean, I know we'll make our own decisions anyway. Uh, looking at what you know, the, what's happened from all angles. But what do you think it will mean then, for in terms of how we see our chief justice? Well, um, I think I think it 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 may be damaging to the judiciary. I think already there's a lot of uh, aspersions being cast out of the judiciary, even though they're sort of not being responded to. And I think everybody in those circles is sort of saying. Ah, uh, let's ride the wind and they'll go away. But you know, there's a lot of a lot of things that are being said about judges, from CR17 bank statements mm. to them, uh, few judges being said to be be appearing in those statements to have been paid. You know, the role the courts played in the 2017 conference, uh, annulling uh, some regions and provinces of the ANC from taking part in that conference. Um, and so forth. And, and, and definitely in political circles, a lot of people that I speak to when uh, researching um, around political topics do say or do share the sentiment that um, the judiciary is to a certain level corrupt. Will be interesting that one. Um, and then again, do you wonder can we really blame uh, the Chief Justice in that report? Because, in terms of what it was investigating, it would implicate politicians. So he would make a, a I guess, commentary around those very same politicians. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I think, I think the Homeland Society, it's either that or, 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 or the other. 
um, Asanda. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, we often say judges don't speak, they speak through their judgments, but uh, this is the equivalent of a judgment, and he's spoken through that judgment. But then um, some people feel in some quarters still find uh, or take exception to it, and, and definitely uh, taking it up within the recourse channels that are available uh, in the country. One thing about our democracy is that we do have quite a wide range of uh, regime of mechanisms that, that allow us to have recourse over uh, particular individuals who hold public office. But whether those are seen as effective in the public is another story, I think. Yeah. Well, let's talk entertainment in uh, terms of that news. The annual Africa Magic Viewers Choice Awards, they were held this past weekend in Lagos, Nigeria. And uh, South African Bonang Mateba being one of the hosts there. So this was the seventh time they were being held. I don't know if you followed the other say, six. Uh, and in terms of the seeing... eighth, eh? eighth, okay. Or it's the eighth? Yeah, I think these were the eighth, yeah. What much was different this time around? Um, I think it, uh, it's the first time uh, the awards were diversified and having a South African host. Uh, we know that uh, African Magic is pretty much a Nigerian sort of channel um, or Central Eastern African um, uh, channel, and it, it it is what Nollywood um, is is hinged on or is based on, and um, showcasing a lot of Nigerian culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 this year the girl was uh, conscripted, if I can use that word, to come and present the show, and mm. and absolutely killing it. I mean, even Nigerian Twitter was bowing to the girl and saying, "Bonang is is everything that she thinks she is." Mm. Um, and uh, the word "goat," greatest of all time, uh, actually trending alongside Bonang um, when when people were, were tweeting about that. Oh, great for her. We are definitely happy to see her. You know, she definitely is one who doesn't limit herself. We saw that, I mean, with her reality show, in terms of her reach being a global one and not just a local one. Yeah, I think uh, consistency has been her biggest uh, capital uh, or, you know, um, her biggest currency. She's been very consistent. She's been very much bonang and what she gives, what you expect she'll give you is exactly what she'll give you more all the time. The composure, you know, the preparedness, the execution in her work. Uh, for us that sometimes speak for a living, um, you can't help but uh, appreciate uh, her when she applies her craft. And I wonder if those, you know, as you know, with uh, fame come the naysayers or the critics who... Uh, might now have their tails in between their legs because, you know, when you are a hardworking person, I guess the thing that comes across is that you a diva or, you know, you are difficult to work with, but she's proving that her being, you know, as serious about her work is for a good reason. Yeah, I think Bonanna's worked very hard to cover her brand um, and the brand image that she wants to be associated with and what people want to see and expect of her brand and she's been very rigid about that she doesn't let anybody come close to messing with that brand and um she's always concerned about delivering on that brand promise and i think she does that very well and she's she's managed to to stay on top of her game uh you know far more 
than, than, than many people in the industry. Absolutely. And we, I think, also need to just learn to appreciate people's hard work and people showing up, uh, you know, with... It might seem pedantic, but when your name is and, and brand is to something, obviously you will be more, uh, I guess, perfectionist or pedantic than other people. And we just need to let people be, honestly, especially when we can see the results, like in Bonang. Uh, this uh, time it was uh, 12 categories open for the public voting. We love that, that people get involved in the uh, these types of things. Yes, uh, um, quite a lot of uh, categories being being um spelled out um from best actor in drama best actress in drama um uh best africa original uh comedy series um best movie west africa best movie east africa best movie southern africa best documentary so this is just a testament uh, uh to the growth of even the africa magic uh bouquet of channels as well because that that has grown uh, quite a bit, you know, since the early days of of African magic, they've quite diversified into African music, um, and African magic music, and 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 I think it's about three or four different channels now, and and really um, showcasing the talent that uh, Africa has to offer. Which is massive. Let's take another short break and uh, we've got two more stories also in the world of entertainment. 20 minutes past four is our time. Trending news right now. Continuing our conversation with Mpumelelo Mashifane, social commentator, journalist and publisher of 013 News on what's happened on social media for the last 72 hours. we look at the entire weekend. Hashtag Somizi, hashtag Mohali. Let's talk about that now. Mpumelelo, the TV reality star is trending again after it emerged that he and Muhale Mutaung did not register their marriage with Home Affairs. I don't know what it is about these two that seems uh, that as South African trips, we don't really want to leave them alone. But uh, what's going on? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, that marriage went from being the talk of the town to being uh, down in the rocks and continued to be talk of the town. Uh, for the past four years or so. Um, but everybody quite astonished uh, because a couple of months ago when the two separated, uh, everybody was saying that uh, Mohale has really pulled off a heist because um, it's the shortest marriage and he's going to walk away with about 50% of what Samuzi owes. Mm. Oh, and 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 all of a sudden now, having a Samizi having a look at God moment, uh, as he, he so aptly said in his reality TV <laughs> show, uh, you know, when I think he was featured uh, having a discussion with his attorney, and the attorney saying that uh, well, they can't find a record of the union at home affairs, so everybody gets married would know that. Um, if you get married and um, you are married by a registered priest, that priest would have the authority to form the union. And then um, on the following week, the priest goes to home affairs and they file the marriage that happened over the weekend. And then you would get your marriage certificate. Other people get married in all sorts of other different ways and they go themselves um, to home affairs to have their 
their union registered. Mm. Either way, the union needs to be registered at Home Affairs for it to be recognized as a civil union. If it is not done as so, it can still be recognized as a customary union, uh, but provided that it meets certain criteria. So there should be a letter of Lobola uh, showing that such uh, negotiations were held between two families and this was uh, what was agreed as a dowry. And there should be a celebration. That's what the act says. Mm-hmm. There should be evidence of a celebration. So people should have gathered together for that event, and that qualifies to be a customary marriage. Um, but it doesn't look like in Bonang, in in in, in, in so Bonang's case, there's a, there's a Lobola uh, letter as well. So it, it 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 it's going to be very difficult and. I suppose uh, all, all of Sumizu's fans being a bit chuffed to say, oh, at least Sumizu gets to keep his wealth. Uh, but I suppose this is the, the cross materialism that we've become of society. This, this is what uh, things like uh, marriage, and I saw that it's a topic that you're putting out to viewers is about family. And mm. we should be asking ourselves do we still hold the same value? Or is marriage about transactions? Is it about getting married and then so that I can walk away with half of what we both own? Yes, marriage is a very effective financial institution. Two people with a combined income are more uh, you know, acceptable to the bank for any type of wealth-building instrument than one person. Mm. Uh, but I think we, we lose the plot sometimes. And I think... Uh, we see it in stories like this where, where people celebrate um, such a menial thing or such a menial thing or such a personal thing even becomes a matter of of public discussion that, uh, or how people get married. I mean, it's a very tragic and personal thing how mm. two people get married and, and how they, they formalize their union and all of that. But yeah, such is the case with the celebrities. I mean, uh, this is a wedding people watched on their television screens and, you know, commented about it throughout weeks and weeks of watching it uh, on TV. And and so we would expect that people would have somewhat of an emotional uh, attachment to, to them. Is there word at this stage from Mohale's side of things? Is he going to try and find avenues to continue with whatever his quest is here, I guess, in terms of finances? I haven't seen any story where somebody has inter- um, uh, uh, interviewed Mohale and gotten his reaction. I think uh, what has basically come through is what has come through on some of his uh, uh, reality TV show. And... Uh, It'll be very interesting to find out uh, what Mohale thinks and whether he'll be contesting that. Obviously, he will need to probably file an application to have the marriage recognized if he doesn't have a Lobola letter. But I don't remember there being Lobola. Do you remember there being Lobola? I remember there were talks that they were going to. I know they visited each other's families and were trying to seek guidance in terms of how would they do it in their uh, situation as being part of the LGBTQI plus community. But I'm not sure, uh, because also I think in the show, Somizu did mention that it was going to be a private thing. So I assumed why it didn't air is because they wanted to keep it private. But I'm not sure. I- I'm really not uh, certain there. Yeah, yeah. We know about the marriage, we know about the proposal in France, we know about 
Um, yeah. You know, but I don't, I don't particularly, myself, I don't particularly remember anything. And I think, you know, uh, these things do come out. I mean, we all know um, uh, Mini Jamini was was labelled for one million rand. Uh, I mean, they do come out. And if, mm. if there was a number to it, we would have found out. Yeah. Absolutely, I think so, so as well. That might be the challenge that Mohane has um, in, in getting the court to recognize the marriage. You know, we're talking finances in terms of this angle of the story, but also, you know, these are two people who are emotionally impacted by this. And I wonder if South African tweeps are even considering that because at some point they were lovers, they wanted to be together, they saw a future together, and this uh, dissipation of a marriage does impact one emotionally. And I just hope that we can be sensitive to that. Yes, absolutely. It's something that should always be on our minds. And how uh, to be empathetic at the end of the day to to other people's business, uh, even though um, you know people can say, "Well, they put it out there," but you know the empathy comes from you. Mm. Um, somebody might do it because that's the life they live, but it doesn't mean they open themselves up to having even the nitty gritty details of their lives um, being splashed out everywhere uh, every time something comes out. Let's end it on a celebratory note. Nomfundo Mo, the South African singer-songwriter, has graduated from the University of KZN on Friday. And uh, this is great news that 21 years old, she's got a bachelor's degree in social work. A myriad of beautiful stories coming out of UKZN the past four or five days, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the trend of UKZN started off with people bashing the people who, um, you know, uh, go and receive uh, their degrees, diplomas um, in just in traditional attire and doing, uh, you know, traditional Zulu dances. Mm-hmm. And, and some people, uh, you know, blasting that saying, uh, it's so unceremonial, it, it doesn't have decorum. And, and people back, lashing back and saying, but this is our ceremony. Yeah. This is what happens in KZN, it, it's not somewhere in Europe where we sing Latin songs and everything. This is how we graduate. And from there, you know, I think if, if, if I were ever to go back to school and sit at a desk and want to graduate again, I'm going to do it at UKZN. Mm-hmm. It, it's totally popping when people are, are graduating. Um, another a feel-good story that came out of that was uh, one of the sponsoring Gobese. You know, um, he touched everyone's heart uh, because he was 23 years old. He graduated so from such a poor family. He couldn't even get his grandmother uh, to come to the... He didn't even afford a suit. He just had a t- he just wore a T-shirt and, oh, and pants and sneakers to his graduation. But good story coming out of that where a, a good Samaritan businessman offered him a job, um, you know, offered to pay for the remainder of his fees and offered to pay for his honours degree and and, and 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 all of that. But definitely the vibe coming from Nomfundo Mo, who uh, at 21 years old graduated with a bachelor's degree and, um, you know, when she went up on stage, she was uh, congratulated with the playing of her latest song, which is Soft Life. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, for her that was symbolic to say that you can dabble in entertainment, you can want the soft life, but work hard for it. 
uh, yeah. get a degree so that you can secure the bag, you know, uh, and, and that in light of all the conversations that are going on about the things um, people do, or especially women do, uh, to secure the bag. Um, I think this is a very shining example uh, of of somebody who can do one thing but do the other at the same time and achieve both. It doesn't mean because yeah. you want to be a DJ, um, you 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 must give up on school. You're going to have a busy schedule of DJing because DJing by its very nature happens at night. So you're going to need to find your hours of sleep in between lectures, but you've got to get to your lectures as well so that you can come back with a piece of paper. And I think it's a very good story that we should be shining more of a spotlight on and definitely amplifying it, uh, you know, for, for, for it to reach, you know, all corners of our country, to inspire young people to say, um, you know, you can have a, a nice career because you're talented, but don't forget to pursue what is important as well. Absolutely a great story and a great reminder. And uh, that song, I, I think, would have applied to everybody in that room. Soft life. I mean, speaking about opportunities and doors opening in one's favor for the realization of their dreams. As much as it was her song, I think it was for everybody. As you say, let's take example from the story. Yeah, I think it was an apt song. I think for it to drop and for it to drop like that in an academic setting, something new, something brazen, something you've never seen before, but that speaks to the creative uh, talent of the person. And, uh, of course, her being honored with a a dub, double platinum plaque as well. So the, the surprise just kept on coming for her, um, because uh, she didn't even know that her her song, Paradilam, uh, which has reached over 9 million views on YouTube, uh, has, had gone... Yeah, everywhere. it was the, the national anthem yes. love, yeah, <laughs> for lovers. <laughs> you know, I mean, even people partners are now being referred to as a paradigm. So um, I think it had an impact um, mm. uh, on pop culture in that sense. Uh, but she, she wasn't even aware that it had reached uh, double platinum and, and her being awarded her, her double platinum plaque at the graduation, I think, was a double bonanza for her. Uh, you know, walking off that stage with a degree and a double platinum plug. Definitely full good story of the weekend. Yeah, awesome, man. Let's leave it on that note. Thanks again for your time, Pumelelo, and please do get better. I will. I will try. Um, although I must wake up and run this morning. Um, we've got a, a very big team of investigated journalists coming to investigate stuff around illegal mining, and okay. I must be receiving them so that... Uh, I showed them around. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a hectic week for me. Hey, the grind doesn't stop, but we have to take care of ourselves at the same time. Uh, until we chat again, then please be safe. Good to you and the listeners as well, Asanda. Thank you. Bye. Appreciate your time. Bumelelo Mashifane, social media commentator, journalist and publisher of 013 News. He still made time for us this morning, even with the flu that he's experiencing. Really, really great. Our social commentators are the best, man.